And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here, and we are back after uh, a few days away for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And the bye week is over in the rearview mirror, and your Las Vegas Raiders are getting ready to not only return to work, but to return to work at beautiful Allegiant Stadium, where they will take on the Houston Texans this upcoming Sunday. Kickoff is at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time. Fun fact. My favorite kickoff time of all the kickoff times. Uh, and it is an exciting week here in the building. Like I said, we're refreshed. We're recharged. We feel good. Energy is high. Everyone had a few days to sleep in, handle their business, pick up their dry cleaning, mow the lawn, all that kind of boring real-life stuff that, you know, for better or for worse, falls by the wayside during the marathon that is the 2022 season. But we have a fantastic show today. Like I said, the energy's high. We're coming back with a bang. We are going to welcome in just a few minutes our, and actually, Ray, let's put a little, uh, put a little like hype music, like the little like uh, breaking news, whatever sound. Thank you. Thank you. Because I think after today, Trayvon Merrick is our guest. He's going to come in. We're going to play that interview in just a sec. I think he is now a certified friend of the program. I think that he has done enough. I think he has shown enough goodwill, has hung out with us in the lab enough times where we can officially put him as, his name in the rafters as a certified friend of the program. And it was great to hang out with him. But before we get to that conversation, before we get into some headlines uh, for the week as we get ready to take on the Houston Texans, we begin, as we always do, with our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. And since last week, and uh, we did have a show last week, our pal Jesse Merrick from News 3 was good enough to come in studio and break down everything surrounding the silver and black at this point in time. So if you haven't heard that show, go back and listen to it uh, before, before kickoff on Sunday. But since the last time we hung out with you, the Raiders have made the following moves, and there are a couple of big ones. So on October 17th, which was earlier this week, the Las Vegas Raiders placed cornerback Nate Hobbs on the reserve injured list and signed cornerback Tavon Campbell to the practice squad. They also released cornerback Bryce Cosby from the practice squad. But two days later, they designated cornerback Anthony Averett and wide receiver DJ Turner for return from the reserve injured list. And we will just begin right there with the headline number one. Nate Hobbs goes to IR. Oh, man. We had a feeling. Now, certainly, I'm no medical doctor, right? Never pretended to be, never will, going forward. But you had a feeling that when we saw that big club, that big, cumbersome NFL club, uh, Nate Hobbs' hand during the, uh, the Chiefs game, you thought like, oh, man, that is typically not a good sign, specifically for a cornerback. Uh, and you're like, oh, maybe, you know, the, the week off, you know, the bye will give him a chance to get ready and, and get that, that hand where it needs to be. 
But unfortunately, Mr. Hobbs uh, is now out. He goes on IR. He's out four weeks per NFL rules, which means that he would be eligible to return for the Broncos game. So we are going to have a little stretch here now. We are not going to see Nate Hobbs on the field. And there's no way to get around it, right? Big loss for this Raiders secondary. Big loss for this Raiders defense in general. Uh, A dude who is playing an incredible brand of football. A dude who's very unique in his skill set. A guy who can move all around Patrick Graham's defensive formation. And now the question is, going into Sunday against the Texans, who kind of steps up and fills that void? And I'm of the mind where it's probably not just one guy, right? And we've talked about Nate and, and really... You know, since Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler got here at the uh, the beginning of this year, one thing, and we've stressed it a million times, put a dollar in the jar, have a brewski every time that we bring this up, is the fact that Dave and Josh covet versatility, position versatility. And that is exactly what Nate Hobbs brings to the table. Like I said, a guy who can play in the slot, who can go outside, who's uh, been a fantastic blitzer. More on that in just a sec. But I wonder now who gets those reps, right? Who fills that void, that very sizable void left by Mr. Hobbs? And thankfully, Anthony Averett returns to practice yesterday as we record this on a Thursday morning. We will have to wait later in the week, probably not until tomorrow. That would be Friday the 21st. But we get a full injury designation and a a kind of more, what's the word, a concrete plan for Mr. Averett and his availability this Sunday. But, I mean, never, you know, there's never good timing for a guy to go down, especially one of your big dogs. Never a good time. But I think if you're a fan of this team, right, if you're trying to kind of rationalize, like, okay, it could be worse, and look, it could always be worse. I am of the mind, it could always be worse. Even keel, baby, that's the place to stay. But I think if you look and you say, hey, Nate's down, right? We're going to kind of keep him out of sight, out of mind, in the best possible way, help him focus on this recovery for the next couple weeks, and hopefully we see him sooner than later. He's down. But there is a very good chance that Anthony Averitt is up. And let us not forget, and I know it feels like, you know, eons and eons and eons ago, back when it was still 100 100 plus degrees here in Vegas. Now I'm getting ready for a cold front? Don't like that. But anyways, Anthony Averitt came in and was playing a really good brand of football during training camp. Had a really nice off-season program. Had a really good training camp. An immensely talented guy that, from everything that we saw, was ready for his chance was ready for his moment in the sun, was ready to show like, hey, I can be an every down cornerback in the NFL. Now, he got his chances, you know, at at his earlier stops. He sure did. But I think all of us were like, okay, like, is this a dude that we could like pencil in as, hey, going to be one of your starting corners, 17 games out of 17, lock it in, baby. Let's see what he's got. And so the timing of it is, I never want to say good. Because guys getting hurt is never good. I don't care if it's week one. I don't care if it's week 10. I don't care what week it is. I don't care if you're the kicker, you're the punter, you're the best DB on this roster. Doesn't matter. Never good timing. But like I said, I think that the fact that Anthony Averitt is coming back now, I'll just say this, the timing could not be any better for Anthony's return. Simply couldn't be. And like I said, we talked about Nate's versatility and all the different kind of jobs that he does, all the different buckets that he fills. And one that I'm really interested to see, and, and I don't know if we'll see it so much on Sunday or if it'll be next week as, as the team prepares to go on the road and take on the New Orleans Saints, is let's not forget this, that in addition to being an incredibly sure tackler, being tight in coverage, having the ability to move around the defensive front, Nate Hobbs is a really good blitzer too. Like Patrick Graham hasn't sent him all that much, but when he has sent him, it's been incredibly effective. Nate has a way of getting home. 
Only one sack on the year. But he has made life miserable when he has come off the edge or kind of in disguise, whatever it may be, when he blitzes. So I'm interested to see who kind of gets that, that opportunity. Because that's the other thing. When a guy goes down, and like I said, it's, it's never a positive thing. It's the furthest thing from a positive thing. But when a guy goes down, opportunities arise for other dudes. So who's going to fill that? Who's going to get that chance? Do we see John Abram coming a little bit more as a, as a defensive back blitzer? Our guy Trayvon Merrig? Hmm? Get a little bit of him coming? Who is it? Who's going to be the guy? Because there will be one. I promise you that. There is going to be a guy that, that, uh, that gets those opportunities to get after the quarterback, uh, hopefully starting with Davis Mills this Sunday. But like I said, hard to kind of overstate uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Nate is down, that Nate is not going to be with us. And, and look, I think by and large, he's had a fantastic start to his second season in silver and black. Uh, but as I said, for the next month or so, out of sight, out of mind, hoping he focuses on his recovery and we will see him sooner than later. But a guy that is going to be uh, on the field this upcoming Sunday at 105 at Allegiant Stadium, shameless plug alert, is friend of the program, Trayvon Merrick. And Trayvon is the best, man. Trayvon's been so good to us uh, ever since he came in as a rookie. Just a good dude, a good talker, uh, a guy who kind of gets it and kind of what what our, our goals here are. Uh, and it was awesome, man. It's awesome to, to catch up with Trayvon. Every time he comes up to the lab, we, we enjoy hanging out with him. Uh, and this week was no different, right? We talked a little bye week. We talked a little bit of uh, we talked a little bit of, of self-scout. And I think that to me was an interesting one where, you know, during the bye, and we hear it from coaches across the league, Coach McDaniels is no different. He talks about the importance of self-scouting, right? And so I asked Trayvon, I was like, yo, like for a guy like me, a dude who's never going to pretend to be, you know, this, this master X's and O's kind of guy, like what is a self-scout? And I think Trayvon's answer was really good, very enlightening, and, uh, and it was just great to catch up with him. So enjoy our conversation with the man of the hour, freshly minted friend of the program, Trayvon Merrick. You know, I'm kind of of the mind, I'm curious for your two cents, that whenever the buy comes, it always seems like it's the perfect time. I know that, you know, the buy is a little bit on the earlier side this year as opposed to, you know, years past, it's been a little bit, little bit later in the season. Yeah. But how did you feel about, like, the timing of getting a chance to kind of go away, reset, and kind of recharge for this last uh, 12 weeks? Um, I think, you know, especially after, um, you know, playing Kansas, um, you know, it was a good time just to, you know, kind of regroup, um, you know, see what we are, we're doing well, see what we need to do better. Um, and then, you know, coming back this week, it's just, you know, we got to attack that, have a good practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and then just keep it going into the game into to the game on Sunday. So You know, the, the term that we've heard from Josh a bunch, and, you know, you hear it across the league, is like the, the bye is a great chance to kind of self-scout, right? right? right. But for, for a dude like me who is mm-hmm. very open about not being super deep in the X's and O's of it all, like what does a self-scout like really look like? What, what goes into something like that for you guys? Yeah, I mean, we really just look at, you know, what's hurt us. Um, like I said before, you, you just look at what's hurt us, um, what we're doing well, and then, you know, we just kind of look at ways to either capitalize that, fix the things that we need to fix, um, just to, you know, if, if that's, you know, helping us play faster, um, you know, smarter, just finding ways to, you know, kind of better the defense. You know, do you, are you one of those guys who, do you watch any football during the bye? Like, where you, are you like sitting on the couch on Sunday like the rest of us watching, yeah. watching balls? Or yeah, you yeah, 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 definitely. No, I'm definitely watching the game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm watching all the time whenever I'm not playing. But, um, you know, just to pick up things, to learn, you know, anything I can. You know, I think one thing, you know, we've talked about before is that just you being in your position that you play, you have such a good view of, of everything in front of you, right? 
Um, Nate Hobbs out, goes on IR. Anthony Averett, you know, we're not going to say whether he plays or not this week, but he comes back to practice today. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is it like for you from your vantage point back there, understanding that guys are going to be changing in, that the DBs are going to be moving in different positions? Like, is that something that you're cognizant of during the game, or are you like, hey, on, on to the next play? Yeah, I mean, obviously you see, you know, the, the next guy coming in, but <clears throat> from the mindset thing, I say for me, it's just, you know, I'm confident in them coming in, you know, next man up. I know they've been working their tails off every day, just like, you know, everybody else has. So I'm confident in them to, you know, come in there and do the job that, that, that needs to be done. So. You know, one guy that you, you had a good view of, obviously, from a distance, is, is Max Crosby. And Max is just playing out of his mind right now. It just seems like whatever he's doing is working. Like, when you look at Max and you look at that defensive line in a whole, like, what's working for the big fellas up front right now, do you I think? Mean, I think they're just getting after it. You know, they're doing um, everything they're coached to, to do, um, the little things. And, you know, they're getting back there, disrupting the quarterback, you know, helping us out on the back end. Um, and, you know, they're just, they're just keeping the energy up, you know, especially Max. You know, he's always having great energy, um, great leader. So, um, you know, we're going to keep going and keep pushing for that on Sunday. You know, how was that, for, you know, as we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon, kind of that first practice back from the bye? I mean, Coach earlier said he's like, like I don't expect it to be perfect. Like, I understand that these guys are human and it takes a while to get back in the swing of things. But kind of how did it feel just to be back out there with the guys after yeah, a little think, bit of time away? I think we had a good mindset to come out there, you know, like you said, coming off the bye week. I think we came out there, you know, wanting to um, do everything right that we learned in meetings, um, you know, paid attention to the, to the details and just try to execute as fast as we can. I don't think we came out there sluggish. I think we came out with the, with the right mindset to get this thing done and get it done right. So Yeah, you know, you obviously look at where we are in the season now. Like, it's time to start, you know, putting our best foot forward and, and trying to start to stacking some Ws. But you look at a Texans team coming in, uh, a team that I think is a little bit better than their record indicates, right? Playing some really, really tough games, some really tight games. Yep. And you look at that running back they got, man, Damian Pierce, the dude who's like Josh, yep. who's in the midst of a really, really productive stretch. Like, yep. when you look at him and you look at that offense in general like what kind of stands out to you and you just got to get him down man I mean once he starts going downhill um, you know you see it all over the film he's a hard guy to tackle so um, we're just gonna have a good pursuit on the ball um, you know angles um, and just making sure we wrap him up and, and, and get him on the ground with the first first guy first or second guy so yeah, I mean, it's certainly no easy task because we've seen the, the defense of the past couple of weeks trying to do that with Josh. And right. it, there's something fun about watching running. It's probably a little less fun for you, right, because you got to tackle him. <laughs> right, but right, there's right. something really fun, I think, as a fan of just yeah. seeing dudes that are pounding the rock mm -hmm. and running as ferociously as these two guys that we're going to yeah. see on Sunday. Yeah, especially on your team. You yes. Know, Josh, has been, <laughs> Josh, Josh has been doing a great job running the ball, man. You know, he's been coming up to, to work every day just with that mindset of, you know, getting better and just helping the team. So, it's like, you know, he's going to keep doing that. So. Uh, the bye week for you, I know you got to go, I don't want to say home, but you got to go back to TCU, watch a little uh, little Big 12 football. And what's it like to be back on campus? Yeah, it was good, man. It was great energy. Um, you know, as soon as I got back, it just felt like, like felt like home, man. It was good to see everybody, my old teammates, met some of the new coaches. Um, and then the game was just, you know, fun in itself, you know, kind of a slow start, but they came back and got it done in overtime. So, um, you know, we got Kansas State next week. going to be a big game, but I got the Frogs all the way. Yeah, I, do. I mean, and the Frogs are playing a good brand of football too, man. It's mm -hmm. like, is it – it's got to be fun, but in a different way for you to yeah. see your old guys like going Definitely. out, like kind of like the proud older brother. Right, right, right. I, I, like after the game, you know, one of my one of my boys that um, I played with his first year, Bud Clark. Um, it's just funny, you know, and cool to see him grow up. You know, I was mm -hmm. there the three years, and he was a young guy, kind of showing him the ropes. And when I came back, he had like three PBUs, a pick to seal the game or put it over time. I mean, he was doing his thing out there. So it was fun to to see him start growing up like that. So what's the uh, what's the best piece of like TCU gear you mm -hmm. kept from your time? You gotta have like a helmet or jersey. You gotta have something cool, right? I would say I would say the uh 
probably some gloves. Um, oh. I don't know if you all know that, that new uniform that we have, the gray with the red. Okay. Um, it's kind of our new uniform that we had when I first got there. Um, but we had some gloves. It was purple, and then it had just red all over the, the front of the face of the gloves. Um, and it had, like, a, eyes on it, the frog eyes. Oh, okay. So it was just a cool yeah, design. Yeah. And I was like, I got to keep these gloves. But any TCU gear, man, is, is pretty fire, so I keep almost everything. Yeah, smart man. And a wise man once told me, if it's free, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, facts, or take definitely. three. Right. Either one. <laughs> well, hey, man, you've been so good with your time. I got to get you out of here because we got meetings to get to. I don't want Coach no. to be mad at me. It's so good. Uh, we appreciate you coming <laughs> up. We're going to get yep. you downstairs, and uh, good luck on Sunday. All right, appreciate man? Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And a huge shout-out to Trayvon for coming to hang out with us. And once again, big shout-out to our PR staff for helping facilitate our conversation with him. Uh, and I can, you know, I can confirm, Trayvon did get to meetings on time. No one was mad at us. We abided by the schedule, and we got him where he needed to be. So round of applause to everyone. It was, uh, it was a good day across the board. Uh, before we get out of here, before we crack some ice-cold ones and, uh, and hit the dusty trail, we are back now with my little segment within the segment of, of the Raiders will win if. And look. The Raiders coming into this game Sunday afternoon at Allegiant, taking on the Houston Texans, uh, the one three and one Houston Texans. Let us not for, let us not forget they have a tie in there, and we come into this game and there's a lot of interesting wrinkles to this game. One, in in a bit of a scheduling oddity, I think it's fair to call it. Both the Raiders and the Texans are coming off the bye last week. Now, typically, you only see one team that's coming off a bye, right? Whether it be uh, the visiting team, the road team, whatever it is. But very seldom do you see two teams that were on the bye getting a chance to get fully healthy or as healthy as you can be at this point of the season uh, and getting ready to take, take on each other uh, after the bye. So interesting wrinkle there. And interesting in the sense, too, that these are two teams that have played incredibly close football games. Like, statistically speaking... Both the Raiders and the Texans played incredibly close games for the most part. Like, we all know what the Raiders have done. We all know how, you know, each game has come down to a play here, a play there, whatever it may be. The Texans very much the same way. Playing competitive football, and I know that the, the record might be a little deceiving, but do not sleep on the Houston Texans, right? Do not sleep on them. Quality football team led by Lovey Smith, a guru, Hall of Fame beard, all the very important stuff. But on, on the real, like, a dude who's going to have his team ready to go this Sunday. Seems going to be rested, ready to rock. Uh, and, and another similarity between them, they're both running the ball. Both these teams are running the ball extremely well. I mean, we all know what Josh Jacobs has done really throughout the duration uh, of 2022. But the last two weeks in particular, Damian Pierce, who has you know, seemingly come out of nowhere for the Texans. He has 230 yards the past two games. Like, he's a dude that's balling out of control. So I think that if you like to see kind of old-school smash mouth, run, you know, run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, who's bigger, nastier, angrier up front, I think you're going to like what you're going to see uh, on Sunday afternoon. So I think it's a, it's a very intriguing game to me. Very, very intriguing. And to say all that, or I should say, with that, with that said, I think the Raiders win this game on Sunday if they just win the run game. Now, with all due respect to the Houston Texans, you look at what they do statistically throwing the ball, and really their offense in general, and it's not going to blow you away. It just isn't. But what they have done effectively, really the past two weeks, like I said, with Damian Pierce kind of rocking and rolling, they have run the ball. What have the Raiders done all year? And what have they done really well when they've had success? 
They have run the ball. So if Josh Jacobs can pick up right where he left off in Kansas City, if he can run angry, if he can run violent, if he can uh, take advantage of the fact that this offensive line is coming together, it's gelling, we are seeing tangible improvements, tangible steps forward week after week after week. I like the Raiders' chances. And I think another thing that's, that's important to kind of you know, feed off of that is can the Raiders win the first quarter? Like I said, a bit of a scheduling oddity here where the Raiders and the Texans are both coming off the bye. These, neither of these teams have played meaningful football now in, in close to two weeks. The Raiders obviously played on Monday night, so their bye week was technically a day shorter than, than the Texans. But if they can come out, they can set a tone early. Like It's going to take a minute for both of these teams, I think, to kind of feel themselves and get in the groove. Right? This is not like, hey, we're, you know, we're six weeks into this, we're kind of rocking, we're a machine right now. They, they've had some time away, very necessary time away, but they've had some time away. And for that reason, I think it's going to take a few series. I think it might take a quarter, it might take a half for us to really see the best version of both of these teams on Sunday afternoon. So if the Raiders can come out strong, if they can feed on that energy that I know you guys are going to have at Allegiant this Sunday... I like their chances. I like the chance that they can say, hey, this is our house. This is who we are. This is our identity on offense. This is what we want to do, and we're going to go out there and do it. So that is important to me. Win the first 15 minutes, win that first quarter, and most importantly, win the line of scrimmage, get Josh rolling, and dominate the run game. And if those things can happen, I think the Raiders are going to come home with the W. I think they will. And now, and we've talked about it, you know, you know, really specifically the past couple of weeks, the schedule now, and I'm not a big believer in looking down, down the road too far. I'm really not. If the Raiders are able to handle business this Sunday, big if, right? Like I said, don't sleep on the Texans in that record. If the Raiders are able to handle business, the schedule is setting up now for them to go on a little bit of a run. And like I said, Let's not look too far ahead. Let's not, uh, let's not get crazy here. But let's just focus on week after week after week. And I like where the Raiders are going to stand if they can take care of business this Sunday. Feeling good. Going to be a great game. 105 kickoff at Allegiant. And now, before we get out of here, let us crack an ice-cold bruchacho. And this was an easy one, man. We are in celebration mode here in this building. We are in celebration mode here in this city, in this region. Because Max Crosby and his fiance Rachel finally had that beautiful baby girl, Ella Rose. Congratulations to Max. Congratulations to Rachel. The entire Crosby clan, near and far. The extended family, the aunts, the uncles, the grandmas, the grandpas, everybody. Uh, it was something that we have obviously uh, has been kind of a, a really like, I, I say subplot in, in like a fun kind of jovial type way. Uh, the past couple of weeks because everyone was like, hey, well, Max, what are you going to do if, if the baby comes on on a game day? Are you going to play? Are you going to not play? Or what if what if you're on the road? Uh, what happens if this and that and that? And, uh, you know, it is, it's funny, but it worked out, right? It all worked out. So big congratulations to Max. Who's looking at me in the window? Uh, see, this is also, I think I've told you guys before, and you guys have seen our studio on uh, online here on, on the YouTube and on Raiders.com. So I have this big window out right in front of me with this fantastic Raider shield, and the the glass is kind of uh, I don't know what the word. It's not stained, is it, Ray? It's like uh, what's the? It's like a me- yeah. It's some sort of uh, some sort of something to make sure that people that I can't fully see people. 
But we do get people that stop by, and I don't think they realize that I can see them. Now, I can't see them fully in detail, but I can certainly see uh, people that's, <laughs> that stop by and look in here like, oh, what's going on? Hmm, it looks like the lights are on, blah, blah, blah. So we just had a, we had a visitor. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was Marcus. We had a visitor come by and, and say hello. But hey, man, it's the beauty of being, uh, being here in the building. It's the beauty of, the, of our setup that you get, uh, you get some fun visitors. But yes, back to the important stuff. Big shout out to Max Crosby, his entire family, his fiance, and that beautiful baby girl. Congratulations to each and every one of you. Uh, very exciting and, uh, and well-deserved and man, hell of a 2022 for our guy, Max, man, hell of a 2022. And, uh, let's hope he keeps it going this Sunday, uh, back home at Allegiant stadium against the Texans. But real quick programming note, before we hit the road, uh, the Raiders are back in the field, as I said, this Sunday, which means that the fifth quarter is back. That's right. We are back and we are welcoming our guy playoff. Willie, Will Compton back in the, uh, the virtual laboratory for the second of his four appearances this year. So yeah, it'll be me, it'll be Will Compton hanging out post-game, hopefully talking about a Raiders win. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to uh, the Fifth Quarter podcast channel, Priority Mayor podcast feed, wherever you get your pods, make sure you go and do that. And if you subscribe, and this is what I say is the easiest way, if you just subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network, then you get all of them. You get this pod, you get the fifth quarter, you get Raiders Roundtable, which we just started up and has doing, been doing awesome. You get all the pressers, you get everything. So just go in there, mash that follow button, subscribe, favorite, all that good stuff, and you will, you will not miss a single, uh, single episode of audio content coming your way. So until Sunday, as I said, Eddie and Playoff Willie, we will uh, be with you guys post-game. So until then, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Trayvon Merrick, my man Ray, who's doing a fantastic job behind the glass, Alexandra and everyone else back in the control room, and everyone here at Silver and Black Productions, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us, and we will catch you guys next week, same time, same place, as we start the marathon of the second half of the season, and we'll hang out with you in our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation.